The left goes insane because apparently $2 trillion isn't enough. And they really go insane. That two-week thing doesn't seem to be getting any steam as Trump decides that to quarantine parts of the country. The Kennedy Center gets $25 million, a $25 million stimulus thanks to Nancy Pelosi and does the unthinkable with it. And what things are going to change when this whole thing is over? I posed this question to my girlfriend and she came up with some interesting answers. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, here we are again, starting a new day. So I've been ignoring this coronavirus thing. I was actually going to start uh, an awesome uh, uh, Periscope video and YouTube video uh, about carving and talking about life, and then I cut the living crap out of my my right thumb the other day, so I had to put that on hold. I won't be carving for a few days. It's getting better, but there was no way I was going to be carving tonight. But uh, there's so much to talk about. Let's let's go. Well, there's not a lot to talk about. Everything has to do with this stupid COVID-19 thing that we're still going through. And I'm not saying that COVID-19 doesn't exist. It does by any stretch. And I think our lives are going to completely change because of it. I'm just getting tired of always talking about it. But there are some things to talk about. So it's kind of funny, actually. The two tr- uh, so last week, President Trump signed in a $2 trillion bipartisan bill to bail out large corporations, small businesses, and the taxpayers who are having difficulty getting through life. Um, as you may have remembered from last week, we talked about 3.5 million people lost their jobs last week. So this was something that both sides agreed to, that this needed to be taken care of. Um but it wasn't loved by all. Some on the left thought it that it just didn't go far enough. They needed more things. And those who didn't like it pitched an absolute fit when the bill was changed, removing all of the regulation crap that Nancy Pelosi put in it. The one person, one person that thought it was that one one person that thought that threw an absolute fit was AOC. She became really t- t- ticked off when the Green New Deal crap that Pelosi put into the bill was pulled out of the bill. And the Republicans in the Senate said they would not pass it, and most of the Republicans in the House said they would not pass it. This includes, this includes things like a guarantee that the airline industry be at zero carbon emissions by 2025 if they took the bailout from the loans. I don't know what that has to do with like me being unemployed or Johnny be good being unemployed. I'm not actually unemployed, but, but uh, apparently that's a big deal. Um, listen to her insanity. And if you get the chance, go to my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at the fit she is absolutely throwing. It is at, it is disgusting. And it kind of reminds me, well, there are actually memes out there where they show her, making a speech with as much passion as Hitler making a speech with the same amount of passion, and they actually kind of look alike. Listen. I represent one of the hardest-hit communities in the hardest-hit city in this country, Queens, New York. Thirteen dead in a night in Elmhurst Hospital alone. Our community's reality 
is this country's future if we don't do anything. Hospital workers do not have protective equipment. We don't have the necessary ventilators. And, but we have to go into this vote eyes wide open. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. Shameful. The greed of that fight is wrong for crumbs, for our families. And the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this greed and billions of dollars, which will be leveraged into trillions of dollars to contribute to the largest income inequality gap in our future. There should be shame about what was fought for in this bill and the choices that we have to make. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I find it amazing that the government shuts down the entire economy and then the government wants to put conditions on loans that keep businesses moving during a stopped economy and she's bitching about it. And by the way, she doesn't make any sense. And she she always plays the same cards. It's always, it's the billionaires and it's the big corporations... Well, here's the thing. The big corporations are the ones hiring all the people. Small businesses hire a lot of people. And if you want to keep those people working, it just seems like AOC wants to eliminate, let's just say, um, the job I had at a very large corporation that doesn't exist anymore called ITT. If they closed ITT down, 100,000 jobs would have been lost. And that seems to be no problem, but the big corporation is gone. Yeah, she's a freaking moron, an absolute idiot. I don't know. Hey, you guys voted for her. I had nothing to do with it. You voted for her. She's a congressman. And uh, hey, good for you. But the insane rant of the week did not come from her, from AOC. It was one of them, but it did not come from AOC. The insane rant of the week came from a Democrat from Michigan named Haley Stevens. Uh, She's a congresswoman from Michigan. I added the entire video clip here. The reason I did that was I honestly have no idea what this gal was talking about or why she was throwing a fit or what she was trying to say. But she did a crap load of screaming that went on for over two minutes. So I maybe you can listen to this and the people who talk to me day in and day out can tell me what happened because I have no idea. Listen. In these times, heroes will be made and not selected. We are in a global pandemic. Many Americans may perish unexpectedly and suddenly in unfair circumstances. These are not pleasant words to hear. Treatments and cures are needed. They will take time. Economic security must be guaranteed. The outbreak of COVID-19 has spread throughout our land. Listen to the scientists and the doctors who have spent a lifetime in this space. Listen to Dr. Fauci. This is not a moment to provide the false comforts of times past. We are so proud of Americans who are sacrificing so much right now. Our students gone from their beloved classrooms and classmates. We beam for our manufacturers who have no... I I request 30 more seconds because I rise before you adorning these... The gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Not for personal tension, not for personal tension, but to encourage you to take... Gentlemen, I'm going to give you more time. The gentlelady will suspend. The gentleman from Maryland is recognized. 
The, the gentlelady is out of order. I yield the gentlelady 30 additional seconds. The gentlewoman is recognized for an additional 30 seconds. Cause of the servitude, sharing in the profession with those who have not come before you. Similar times of trying medical need, wars and flus pass. You will see seconds. darkness, you will be pushed, and our society needs you to stand together at this time. Our country loves you. To our doctors and our nurses, I wear these ladies. The gentlelady's time has expired. The gentleman from Maryland is is reserves. The gentleman from Texas is recognized. The gentleman from Texas is now recognized. The gentlelady from Michigan is out of order. The gentlelady from Michigan is out of order. The gentlelady from Michigan is no longer recognized. The gentlelady from Michigan is no longer recognized. Now, I listen to these videos, these audio clips, probably, and again, go to Dumbass Talking Politics. You can look at the video. She looks insane. I listen to these over and over again. Um, and I have listened to this video about, that was the fourth time I've listened to this. And I still don't know what she's talking about. Isn't that exactly what they were trying to do is save people and stuff like this? By the way, isn't this the reason that Congress has never gotten an approval rating over 20% in the last 15 years? These people are crazy. They're actors. They do anything to get attention. And when they get attention, they then demand power. This gal said nothing, but she was passionate. She makes no sense. She just walked up there and started screaming. And started screaming for two minutes straight. And she was even given time. And she still doesn't make any sense. Me, personally, I would have the sergeant of arms grab her ass and drag her out of that chamber. And that be it. I I went to, on a Saturday night, I went to my um, uh, girlfriend's family's house. Yeah, I know. We didn't separate that much, but... Who cares? And we sat back and we talked. We talked about President Trump, and some of the. And they basically said that he was a lousy president because he sat back and he made a promise that on by Easter, which is going to be about April twelfth, uh, we were going to go back to work. And I've heard that from my family too. I mean, this is something that. The president seems to be losing credibility because he sat back and said, hey, April 12th, we're going to go back to work. May be true, may not be true. It doesn't make any difference. But Trump on Saturday did something that would actually conflict with what he said earlier this week. He uh, said that the states of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut should be quarantined. Now, no one really knows what that means, right? And when we look at it, uh, the governors of those states have already been quarantining their people in the ways that Trump is recommending. So it's already happening. In fact, it seems to be nothing more than an agreement between Trump and Cuomo and all should be good, right? The reality is no one's really sure what 
a quarantine would look like in the United States of America. There is this little thing called a constitution that might get in the way of a full quarantine. But this is an indication that Trump is listening to his advisors and is flexible enough to go against his past statements for the betterment of this country. On Sunday, Trump continued to prove that he will listen to his experts and do what needs to be done, even if it means going against what he said in the past. Even if it means what he said was wrong. On Sunday, Sunday Trump said that he will that we will not hit peak uh, the peak of the infection for another two weeks. And then we've got 14 days after that two weeks to actually start leveling things off and going down. In other words, we are probably going to get stuck, shut down for at least another month. And that throws President Trump's whole Easter thing out the window. So I'm probably not going to be seeing my family again on Easter. I'm probably going to be spending it with Josie's family. That's okay. Everyone thinks it's a bad thing that Trump is being overly positive they think he's losing his credibility. And you know what? They're wrong. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe it at all. And I think I've said this before in another podcast. Trump needs to be positive. Here's the thing. We are going to get through this. But the way the Democrats and the media talk, it sounds like we won't get through this for another two years. Trump is setting up waypoints. He's setting up the light at the end of the tunnel. He's giving us hope that this thing is going to end and the end is in sight. That's good. That's what he needs to do. His advisor, his main medical advisor, Dr. Fauci, who everyone seems to love. CNN loves him. MSNBC loves him. ABC News loves him. CBS News loves him. They all love him. He's the one that brings us back to reality. He brings Trump back to reality. Um, I think it was Greg Gutfeld that really pointed this out. Fauci and Trump, or actually Trump and Fauci, good cop, bad cop. One says one thing, the other says the other. The one brings reality, the one brings hope. Trump isn't fighting Fauci to the dismay of the media. But and he's not going to fire Fauci but because he's a brilliant guy. But Trump does need to deal with the people, and Fauci is dealing with the virus. Fauci is responsible for eliminating the virus. Trump is responsible for calming the people. The Democrats want us panicking. They want the economy to stop and remain stopped until the election. They don't care about the people. They care about power. That's it. And I'm sorry if I bursted somebody's bubble. So here's an awesome story. I love this one. Um, and it just shows you where the Democrats are coming from. Everything is corruption. Everything is about power. Everything is about control. So one of the things that Nancy Pelosi wanted was to give 25 or it was some 250 million to the John F. Kennedy Center 
for performing arts in, in uh, Washington. Everyone said, no, they're not going to do that. But it was there was a real sticking point with the, the, the Kennedy Center for some reason. No one knows. They ended up giving the Kennedy Center $25 million for a fi financial assistance. And I wouldn't normally think bad of that because, you know, they're suffering too. People won't go to the Kennedy Center to watch their whatever they do over there. Um, so something was demanded by Pelosi to give the Kennedy Center $25 million. Well, guess what the Kennedy Center did? Um, they gave, they donated $5 million to the Democratic National Committee and then laid off all their musicians. Awesome. Way to save that money. Way to give a damn, Nancy. So, you can see right off the bat that I got a feeling the Democrats and their um, desires just aren't that important. Finally, I, one of the things I really wanted to talk about, it looks like I've got some time, but I also have a really neat song at the end I want you to listen to, um, is this is going to end one day. And it's not, you know, a year from now. It's one day in the next month, maybe a month and a half, two, two weeks to a month, it, this is going to be over. We're all going to go back to work and our lives are going to go back to normal. And one of the things I asked my girlfriend, I, I asked Josie, is what's going to change? How are our lives going to change at this moment? And she had a lot of metaphysical responses like, um, um, we're going to be less materialistic, which I think is crap. I think we're going to be more, we're just as materialistic as we were before. And, and some other things that I didn't quite get. But I, I tell you what, I, I mean literally what's going to change. And so I thought about this and I came up with a short list. And this is something I really want to... I really want to have a panel discussion of if I can get a bunch of people. So let me start it off. First off, one of the first things I think is going to change is the shaking of hands. I think that's done. People today really love to touch each other. Hugs. I, I'm one of it. I don't care. Man, woman. Give them a hug. Blah, blah, blah. No kisses or anything. But give them a hug. Shake a hand. Things like that. I think that's going to change. And you know something? I don't mind that. Hugs, I've never really been uncomfortable with. I've never had a problem with that. Though you never know who to hug and who. There was a time where a vendor came to work and the vendor came up and we talked a lot. And cute little blonde gal, things like that. And she walked up and she came, hey, Gene, how you doing? And she gave me a hug. And I was like, ah. Uh... I mean, literally, that was the third time I'd seen her. And she was a vendor, and she's never... I, I'm not saying she was trying to get something out of me. She can't get anything out of me. I'm not the one who actually sells anything or approves buying anything, but it was kind of... It was awkward. And I think that's one of the things. I'm actually, honestly, I'm more comfortable hugging men than I'm comfortable hugging women because I know the men don't mean anything. A woman hugs me, I get kind of... 
I think that's going to stop. I also think the handshaking thing is overdone. And I think that's going to slow down. I think we're going to get one of those things where we're going to bow to each other like the Japanese do. Or we're going to fist pump or we're going to just, you know, nod at each other. Maybe do a little salute. Something like that. There will be a way of, and and trust me, I've done this with people where I've sat back and I've clicked my heels and gave a bow. Usually to women and most of the time they laugh. But I think we're going to come with a greeting that's going to be something like this. Or it's going to be a, a simple tip of the hat. Something like that. I really think, and handshaking is not, handshaking is, for especially between men, handshaking is a masculinity thing. And I don't like it for that reason. For example, if you shake a guy's hand and he's got the, he's got the uh, noodle grip, where he barely did, that's weird for me. And then when a man has a solid handshake, I want to have a solid handshake. And then a man's got a got an in-between handshake and I give him a solid handshake. It, it's it's kind of, okay, you know, what is the pressure you give on the hand? I think the fact that we get rid of all physical touching for greetings, I think that will be an excellent thing. Now, am I, do I think, we should worry, but not necessarily. I mean, this wasn't a hemorrhagic fever type of virus or anything, but I think things like that, yeah, we could probably do without. The next next thing I think is going to change is restaurants. I think the dine-in restaurants are going to completely change. All restaurants are going to go to go or delivery. Now, does that mean there are not going to be any uh, dine-in restaurants? Yes, but I don't think they're going to be filled. I don't think they're going to be crowded anymore. And I have a feeling dine-in restaurants are going to be sparsely populated, and it's going to take years for them to come back. So a small business owner, owner who wants to have a successful business is going to have to understand that 50% of his business is probably good. 50 to 75%, especially in the next couple of years, is going to be delivery. So they're going to have to make a really quality product and they're going to have to make it so that it can be delivered. So I, I think the time with the bars and things, and I, I, I again, that that's not me. That really isn't me. Me, I can't wait to go to a restaurant. I can't wait to have a steak. And until someone can sit there and tell me, well, I'm going to make a steak that tastes just like you're in a restaurant, but we're going to deliver it, I I don't know about that. So I I think that that's going to really change. Staying at home for work or telecommuting. I think this is going to be something that's going to become more popular. Do people really need, for example, my job, I can take calls from my work by just the press of a button and I can get calls from work. I do not need to be at work. 95% of my job is something that I don't need to talk to other people. And if I need to talk to other people, I can actually call them or whatever, or I can sit back on Teams, on Zoom, or on Skype. 
and have a discussion with them. I don't need to be there. They don't need to be there. Very rarely have I found the need to be at work. Now, there are times you have to be at work. But if I have to be at work 75% of the time, when 90% of the time I don't even need to be at work, what's the point? I think telecommuting is going to be the thing of the future. Companies like Zoom, companies like Skype, Microsoft Teams, I think those are going to be big soon. And if you're sick, you have a cough. You drink your coffee wrong and you cough. That's going to be a thing that people are going to just sit there and say, go the hell home. Now, on a personal level, stocking up for emergencies. When this whole thing hit the first week, I I didn't have any money in the bank and I couldn't actually buy stuff. Luckily, my girlfriend, she gave me some food. I had enough to get through. And then I ended up learning how to cook with what I had. Now, I've got a ton for two weeks. I've got toilet paper for probably a month and a half. And I don't mean I've got, I've got, literally I've got maybe one, two, three, four. I got maybe six rolls. I live alone, so it's not that big of a deal. I think that one of the things we need to do is stock up, is actually keep stock for food, keep stock with water, and not be surprised when we run into situations like this. And this isn't something new. I live in California. We could have an earthquake and we were never going to lose water out of the faucet. But the reality is when we have an earthquake, we could. So how are we going to deal with that? So I think readiness is going to be something that people really begin to work with. And and that's going to be a good thing. And I know my next paycheck, I'm going to go out, spend 150, 200 bucks just to have food. And that food may not be used for a while, but it'll be in cans. It'll be dry goods. It'll be in bottles. It'll be something that will last. And I was already decent at that at first, but now I'm a lot better at it. Washing one's hands correctly is going to be a big deal. You know, I go into the restroom, I take a leak, right? I go in, turn on the water, put my hand in the water, turn it off, wash, dry my hands, blah, blah, blah. That's done. Now it's going to be literally taking a leak, turning on the hot water, putting soap on your hands, singing happy birthday, putting more soap on your hands, singing happy birthday a second time, rinsing them off, and then actually drying them. And then when I touch a surface, make sure I have some sort of antibacterial alcohol-based hand wash there so that I can make sure it's there, even though antibacterial is not virus, not a virus thing. I think that's something that I know I take and I, I do it now. I, I'm at home. I've got antibacterial uh, soap with uh, alcohol in it. I wash my hands. Yeah, they make the hands drier and I'm, I'm drier. 
That's why I also have lotion to make my hands nice and soft. Finally, finally, we need to take care of each other. I think we're going to see a lot of that. When my buddy was sick, when my buddy was really scared of this flu, and he was scared of this flu, not because um, he was afraid he'd get it, but because he was afraid his wife would get it, and his wife had a pre-existing condition, and talking to him, my dad, who's stuck inside, he's 75, 76 years old, my mom, my stepmom, she's my mom, 74, 73, you, they need to take care of themselves. You call them two, three times a week. The kids, you call them two, three times a week. A, my girlfriend, she's got a granddaughter, and she knows that her daughter is out of, out of a job right now, and she buys her diapers, and she buys her wipes. And when she couldn't afford them, I bought food and I bought whatever for them because I don't need it. I'm old. It doesn't matter if I die. But that's one of the things, community. The other day I, I walked in, I, I live with lots of people. I live by myself, but I but there are lots of people on the property. And I said, hey, can I grab some? Yes, go ahead. Go for it. People are always there. And I think that's really what we need to learn about this is become a community and we're not a community right now we no 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 i take that back we are a community right now we weren't before we all hated each other this could be the 911 for the millennial generation where they realize and this is worse than 911 this could be the 911 for the millennial generation where they realize we have to be together we can't be separate. The, the good news with this whole thing, the whole coronavirus thing, is that um, I, and groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they're all hidden away now in their mother's basements, you know, afraid they're going to catch this virus. It's a good thing that we're actually separated. And yet we're not. I think it's time we became a community. Okay, with that, that's a pretty deep thought. And I've got uh, something great for you folks in a few seconds. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can visit, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Visit my site at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can look at the show notes. You can look at full videos. You can look at the music video I'm going to show you. And you can look all links. Um, please read, subscribe, comment, like, whatever they do. Now, let's end this podcast with a, another uh, coronavirus-themed parody. And this one comes from uh, Southern Chinese. Uh, I don't know what it comes from. Hold on. Let me take a look. I don't know where it comes from. The Southern Chinese something. It's definitely not Chinese because there is no way they would allow this. I hope you guys have a great day. 
Stay safe. Love y'all. So I'm kinda scared of being here. There's lots of talking, lots of chatting without protective gear. So all your germs are in the air. During SARS, I was just a child. Didn't seem to know, seem to care about the virus running wild. But now I'm freaking out. All right, I sterilize. Sanitize. My hands are always freaking dry. There's just so many things that I can't touch. I'm torn. How do I use the lift? How do I get the door? I hold on to my bags 'cause all the drugs fall to the floor. And when I get the train, I'll stand using my core because I don't know who the hell has touched that pole before. Wanna hibernate? I wanna go back home. So then I finally went out on the street. After days of being at home and hiding in my sheets, but then I start to worry 'cause there's nothing left at the grocery store. I can't find bok choy no more. It's just white people things like pasta, cheese, and corn. Where the hell's the rice? Why is it three times the price? And when I ask the staff, let's say her toes not very nice. There's dust in my eye, but if I touch it, I might die. I think the only way to get it out is start to cry. I need to hibernate. I need to go back home. Home. I sterilize, I sanitize. My hands are always freaking dry. There's just so many things. That I can't touch, I'm torn. How do I use the lift? How do I get the door? I hold on to my bags 'cause all the germs fall to the floor. When I get the train, I'll stand using my core because you don't know who the hell has touched that pole before. Where the hell's the rice? Where the hell's the meat? There's panic in the air. There's no toilet roll no more. We need a little faith. We'll get through this Hong Kong.